Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Rome Business Radio. This is the Rome Floyd Chamber Small Business Spotlight. We are broadcasting from the Hardy Realty Studios, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. I am Roger Manus with Rome Business Radio. And I'm Thomas Kizad with the Rome Floyd Chamber. Good morning, Thomas. Good morning, Roger. How's it going? I am fine. How are you? How are things at the Chamber today? Everything is uh, going great. We just had our Small Business Action Council meeting, uh, which was well attended, and uh, we learned a few more new things and uh, a few more uh, live events in the in the uh, pipeline. So uh, everything is going great. Fantastic. Uh, if you don't mind, since this is the Rome Floyd Chamber Small Business Spotlight, would you introduce our guest here in the Zoom room today? Today, uh, we have two guests. We have Cherie Williams uh, with this Fires at Berry. Or Bear, yeah, is that correct? Yes, Fires at Berry. And then we have Eric Vaughn uh, with the Boy Scouts um, as our guest today. Hello, Eric. Good morning. Hi there. Hello, Cherie. Hi. How are y'all? Doing great. Doing great. Thank you. Uh, let's just, uh, I think everybody kind of knows what, uh, a, a little bit more about the Boy Scouts maybe than they do the Spires. So maybe I'll start with the Spires. Ladies first. Cherie, uh, just give us, if you could, a 30-second little headline of the Spires at Barry. What is that all about? Sure, absolutely. Thank you. Um, the Spires at Barry College is a continuing care retirement community. We are located on Barry College campus at the intersection of Redmond Road and the Bypass. Um, our community is um, has all the different levels of care and types of retirement living that any senior could want. We have independent cottages, independent apartments, and then we have a health care building, which has assisted living, memory care, skilled nursing, and on its way, short-term rehab. Um, it's Like I said, it's on the beautiful Barry campus. There's so many unique things about our community being partnered with Barry like the fact that our residents can audit classes at Barry um, and things like the students can come over here to work and be a part of this community and, and uh, get connected with our seniors. So there's, there's a really lot of unique things about our community. Great. And a lot more facts and figures we will circle back around on, but let's bring Eric in here briefly. Eric, what is, you work in outreach for the Northwest Georgia Council of the Boy Scouts of America. Is that correct? What is your official title? (laughs) <laughs> I've got several hats that I wear. Uh, I guess I'm here today as the vice president of marketing and, and public relations for the council. Our council serves the seven county Northwest Georgia region, uh, but I also uh, am, am directly involved with the youth. Um, I've got a Cub Scout pack here in Rome. We've got about 50 or so youth aging from kindergarten up to fifth grade. Well, I mentioned to you before the uh, before the podcast started, uh, my best friend in the world, or one of my best friends in the world, is the actual the scout executive for the Northeast Georgia Council, which uh, he has a lot of counties. Um, that, yeah, they're a little bit larger than we are. <laughs> uh, what are the seven counties? The, uh, I hate to put it you is, on the I hate to put you on the spot because you might <laughs> you might leave one out. <laughs> it's it's uh, Murray, Whitfield, Gordon, uh, Bartow, Polk, Chattooga, and Floyd. And where are you based? Uh, I'm based in Rome. Right. Um, but serving serving youth throughout all of those counties. Throughout that, those seven counties, correct. Yeah, our council headquarters are here in Rome. Uh, Thomas, it's interesting. Sometimes when we do the Rome Floyd Chamber uh, spotlight, we, 
we try to find a theme, you're pretty good at it. Uh, but I, I'm seeing serving senior citizens and serving youth. <laughs> you, you, Thomas, you left out all of those of uh, those of us in between. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know what? I came. I already uh, thought about a theme uh, since this is like a re- reoccurring um, 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 happening now. Um, and I thought about um, a safe space. You know, um, both places provide a sp- safe space. Um, you know, a safe space for our kids, for our youth, and then also. You know, a really safe uh, environment, safe space, especially if you think memory care. It's just one of the little things uh, uh, the spires do. Um, so, you know, that's what I'm thinking. Safe space. <laughs> it's funny. I went to age and you went to something You went to something very uh, noble. <laughs> uh, I guess our minds just think differently. Uh, Cherie, let's, let's kind of get into some of the, the little facts and figures since she gave us a broad overview. Um, so I, I think you told me that the spires you kind of officially opened during the pandemic, which <laughs> which was probably a hassle. So we can talk about that a little bit. But where do you stand vacancy wise? How many units do you uh, apartments do you have? Cottages, things like that. Sure, absolutely. Yes, we often wondered whose idea it was to begin a community like this during the pandemic. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it really has shown to be actually the perfect time. That sounds very strange, I know. But for people that are really looking to have some fun experiences and actually live during all of this and being able to do that in a safe place is, is really a unique thing to offer. And it has been the perfect time for a community like this to begin. Um, the community opened in June and ever since we've been moving, moving residents in and welcoming new, new folks to our community, we have here, we have 26 cottages. We have 144 apartments in independent living. And then we have our healthcare building, which has 36 um, assisted living, 36 memory care, and 34 um, private skilled nursing apartments. So um, lots of room, and we still have plenty of room to welcome new uh, new residents to the community. Wow, you had all those figures off the top of your head. I'm impressed. <laughs> we study a lot about that. <laughs> so what what were were the challenges, if any? It's like everybody kind of got shut in during the pandemic, but yet you were opening a facility. What were some of those challenges? I think the biggest challenge was just helping people to understand that this really is is a safe place to be. Um, you know, it was kind of hard to believe that with everything all shut down, that there really was a place that life could still go on and it could go on in a, in a really fun, in a way that pe- could bring people together, but still be safe. It was hard for anyone to kind of wrap their minds around that. And especially seniors, because they were so targeted it seemed during the pandemic and just keeping them, you know, isolated and and for safety reasons, of course, but it really led to a lot of people being depressed and sad and, you know, really lonely. And so just kind of figuring out that, yeah, this was possible, that it is still a a great opportunity to experience life and be with people um, that, that still be able to maintain your safety and your health. So I think that was the biggest challenge is just the education of it all. Right. Uh, Eric, did the pandemic present any challenges to scouting activities? When I think scouting, I think outdoors, I think nature. Um, Were you guys protected from that a little bit? Could you still do some of your stuff? 
Yeah, our, our program works best when people are together, when the youth are interacting with one another. It's a youth-led program. Um, the adults in the older uh, Boy Scout Scouts BSA program, the, the youth actually lead uh, the younger Scouts. So it, it works best when people are together physically. We tried a little bit, uh, had mixed success with virtual meetings. Um, but as our uh, our units, our packs and troops are sponsored by community organizations like churches, for example. So we kind of rely on on uh, what their restrictions are. Some would allow us to meet outdoors. Some wouldn't allow us to meet at all. But as things started to lift and and and, and ease up, we started to see a uh, you know a resurgence in participation and parents wanting to get their kids back outdoors and interacting with other youth. Can you give me a refresher course, please? Because it's been many, many years. Like, what are the, well, there's Cub Scouts, there's Weeblows, there's what? What are the ages and the differences in the the levels there? Yeah, we've got uh, we've got five programs. Cub Scouts is the youngest. That's kindergarten through fifth grade. Uh, that's a family oriented program where parents uh, get involved with their kids. Um, then there's the Scouts BSA program. That's what used to be called the Boy Scouts. Uh, we changed the name once girls uh, started joining. That's uh, ages 11 through 17. Um, and then we've got a couple other programs you don't hear as much about. There's the venturing program, which is an, uh, a program for older youth, 14 to 20. Um, that program, they may, uh, each, each unit kind of picks a topic of what they're interested in. So you might have a, an outdoors venturing program where they do a lot of hiking and backpacking, or you might have a, a rafting or sailboat type uh, venturing crew where they specialize in, in certain different uh, different activities. And then we've got exploring posts, which are career-oriented uh, units. Uh, we've had a Rome police exploring post in the past where youth can gain experience with future careers. Uh, and then we've got Sea Scouts, which we don't currently have in our area, but um, uh, scouts are uh, assigned to a ship where they they can be on a river, a lake, or the ocean. We got plenty of rivers in Rome. We do. <laughs> we do. Don't know if you heard that. <laughs> uh, Cherie, what is what are the? I mean, for lack of a better word, I hate to be, I hate to have not have tact here, but is there an age requirement for the spires? Sure, uh, 55. 55 and up community, um, and that's really it. And and but a variety of based on what you've told me about the living experience, variety of of, uh, healthy, uh, health concerns. It's, you kind of run the gamut, I guess. Absolutely. And our independent living residents really are amazing, uh, for a continuing care retirement community. Actually, our community is very young. We have a lot of, um, on the younger side residents that are joining that part of our community and they are incredibly active, this group of folks, uh, we have a, a full-time fitness instructor here, and she really started out part-time, had to hire her full-time, and then we had to hire another part-time fitness instructor because so many people were so involved in all the fitness classes, the walks around, they can t- have access to the trails at Barry College, and so a very, very active group of folks Um and, and so that's, I think, a really unique part of the community and uh, a real draw for people that, you know, that coming here doesn't mean at all that you're going to retire and just sit down and do nothing. But it's it's a time to to get involved and, and to be very active. Are there, are there any other activities, group things? Uh, I mean, the, the workout sound, uh, <laughs> the fact that they took off like they did and you had to hire people. That's impressive. Anything else going on? 
and the, along the same vein, the pool, we've got water aerobics classes. We also have, you know, all of the things you might expect from every new resident that moves in changes the activities in the community. So, you know, we have a resident that comes in and he he's a really avid photographer. So there's that going on. He's We have a resident that moves in that loves bridge. So the bridge club has started and we have um, residents that are volunteering. You know, as soon as Magnolia Place, the healthcare area is opened, they'll be coming over to volunteer here with some of our residents. They are um, getting involved in the community as a whole. They've been playing pickleball. They um, have the arts, the crafts, the painting, the, the religious activities. So if you can think of it, it's happening here. I saw um, them doing today, they're doing a putt-putt course outside. So uh, all kinds of things happen in here. And then we've got the lake out back, which we already have our fishing dock in place that the Berry students have built for us, which is awesome. Um, and not, not too long from now, we'll have our pontoon boat. So we'll be able to actually be out there on the lake. Wow. What it sounds like, since it's on a college campus, it just sounds like a, a really fun dorm. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. That's exactly what I said. And really, that's that's kind of our, our motto is that it really is like being back in college, but none of the tests. So what's better than that? Well, and you can audit the class if, if you have if you want to go learn a little bit more about history, you go sit in on a history class. That's Absolutely. great. Um, Eric, I want to circle back around to uh, the Scouts BSA thing that you mentioned, because the, the Boy Scouts kind of had to rebrand a little bit. And, and, and now... Uh, girls are allowed to participate. First of all, was that an easy transition? Because, I, I, you know, there was probably some political blowback to that. But has that been an easy transition? And how many girls are involved in the Northwest Georgia Council? It, it has been pretty easy. Of course, there there was a little blowback from certain groups and people, but we've gotten through that. And, and we've had overwhelming, uh, you know, positive uh, feedback from the community. Um, we've got, uh, I think it was two years ago that uh, girls were first uh first were able to join uh scouts um they're in the they've always been in the venturing program that's always been a co-ed uh program from day one so for the past 20 something years we've always had girls in that program uh, right now um i would say probably about a quarter uh, of our uh enrollment is girls uh we've had a lot of good um uh feedback and enrollment from the youth from the younger program uh girls getting started at an early age uh but we we're we're awarding our first eagle scout award to our uh to the first girl in our council uh this next month uh carolyn smith from from uh, in cave spring is the first girl in northwest georgia to earn eagle scout so she uh she joined two years ago and and went straight to the program and, and got it done good for her uh, congratulations to her. Uh, again, refresh my memory. I, I have a nephew who's an Eagle Scout. I never made it past Weeblo. Um, but what are the what are the criteria? Uh, it's it's a specific number of badges in various activities and endeavors. It is you. You have to earn Eagle before your 18th birthday, um, and you have to advance through all the uh, the ranks in, in the Scouting program. When you get to Eagle, you have to have a certain number of merit badges. A certain number of those merit badges are required. Uh, there's like swimming and cooking, camping, uh, and then there's some elective merit badges that you can earn. And then the final step is to do your Eagle project. So what Carolyn, for example, had to do was she came up with an idea uh, to help serve the community. Uh, her idea was to build some park benches for the buried trail that just opened. Um, so she submitted her uh, her project idea to the council. It was approved. And then she she uh, she acquired all the materials 
through donations uh, to build these benches. And then she uh, gathered her fellow scouts together for several weekends to actually construct the benches and then place them out uh, along the trail. Fantastic. I've seen those benches. <laughs> I've, walked, I've walked that trail. Um, <laughs> the Again, if we can kind of go big picture here, you know, the activities are very specific and they do they do learn this and they earn the badge and it's a criteria to become an Eagle Scout. But but overall, the values that scouting is is trying to instill in young people. Um, if you could just touch on that, sure. Yeah, we we kind of we start every meeting uh, with the Scout Oath and the Scout Law, and and those are two things that we live by. Uh, anything we do in scouting revolves around those two things. If it doesn't fit in with the Scout Law or the Scout Oath, we just don't do it. Uh, and those are trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous. Those. Case basic core values uh, that we teach, uh, and then the main uh, the main thing that the, the youth learn is leadership and citizenship and, and community service. Um, like I mentioned earlier, the youth actually lead the program. Uh, they have uh, they make the calendar, they make the, they plan what activities they want to do. The adults kind of sign off on it, and make sure that that what they're wanting to do is is attainable and feasible and safe. And then we just kind of let them run it and it gives them a safe place to learn how to lead and how to make mistakes uh, and learn from those mistakes. So it's, it's truly one of the only youth, true youth led programs uh, in the country today. Thomas, you and I are friends on Facebook and I have seen many pictures. You and your family are involved in scouting, correct? That's right. That's right. I mean, we found this uh, wonderful uh, organization when Theo uh, was uh, a kindergartner, and um, Eric um, and and uh, his crew they came out and um, they talked about the benefits of being a scout out in uh, East Central Elementary School. And uh, from year year one on, um, we, we were excited to be a part of it. And you know, all the values that they teach, um, you know. Are, are just beneficial for for little kids and later on you know for youth to um to to grow up in and you know um to learn from it and also it's lots of fun it's lots of fun and uh they have this awesome camp sydney do um outdoor area camping area which is like a you know a five-star resort camping area so they have a lake you know they have a pool it's almost the opposite for young kids what barry has <laughs> but you know you just sleep in tents but um <laughs> Great program. And also, you know, fellowship, you know, fellowship is important. You know, I'm at the chamber and it's all about connecting uh, people. And, uh, you know, that's that's what even me as a, myself as a parent uh, helped just, you know, to to network and to uh, to um, uh, connect with the parents. And, you know, we had a really fun event. I was involved in it. It was the, uh, the lock in overnight lock in at the ice skating rink a couple of years ago. So, um, you know, that was a bunch of fun with 100 uh, kids uh, sleeping in the Forum River Center over there next to the ice. So um, it was a lot of fun. Well, it's interesting. The values, of course, are teaching to people, young people to be good citizens. But a part of that extension is to turn it back to business. You know, you become good employees, you become good managers, you become good bosses, um, you know, if you're good citizens. And and I'm going to not remember the exact statistic, but there are 12 men who have walked on the moon, and I think 10 or 11 of them were Eagle Scouts. That's true, right? Uh, yeah, Neil Armstrong, the first, uh, was definitely an Eagle Scout. Um, I, I, I could be screwing that a trivia piece of trivia up, but um, just, just interesting. You become high achieving and things like that. 
Uh, let's talk business background. Cherie, what is, what is, you know, what is your background personally and how did you end up at the Spires? One of the things I like to talk about on the show is because we do talk business. Some people find their passion and their path at a young age and they stay in the same career. And some people bounce around several times and, and, uh, have a variety of careers through their life. What, what is your background? I'm kind of one of those folks that found it right away and have just stuck with it all along. I've been in healthcare for seniors for 28 years. I started off uh, working. Well, at now, Cherie, Cherie, you're you you're you're only 32. <laughs> you're exactly right. I must have miscounted somewhere. Along. <laughs> I didn't mean I didn't mean to interrupt you, but go ahead. Oh no, that's fine. I'll take a compliment any day. Thank you. I um. I started at Floyd Medical Center. I worked in geriatric psychiatry there for nine years, and then I moved over to skilled nursing and worked as the social worker and admissions discharge planner for three years before moving to assisted living, where I worked for 15 years prior to coming here at the Spire. So um, the healthcare portion of our community is really near and dear to my heart. And it's exciting to see us be able to offer this incredibly beautiful community and still be very comparable rate-wise to all the other communities in the area. So having come from that background, I have a lot of knowledge of things that are available here in the area. So um, healthcare is really my passion. Well, that's, that's more of just, that's a labor of love that's connected you to this, correct? Oh, absolutely. Um, the first day that I walked in, I have to say, though, when I walked in the main lobby, my jaw completely dropped. And I honestly had tears in my eyes thinking we can really offer this to seniors, that the greatest generation, the people that have gone before us and the people that have have made this city and this county who we are, we can do this for them. And I really honestly had tears in my eyes and, and still do. Sometimes when I drive down the driveway, I think this is real. And what is your official title at the Spires? Um, I'm a retirement counselor here. So I help families when they're coming for information. They don't know what to do. They're, they just got some issues and problems going on and they need someone to talk to and some direction. That That's me. Eric, what is your professional background and how did you end up so involved in, in scouting? Uh, my My degree is in finance, but for the majority of my career, I've been in information technology. Uh, how I got involved with the council and scouting is I'm an Eagle Scout. So I've, I was involved from Cub Scouts all the way up through Eagle Scout. And then until for the for 20 years or so, uh, I, I wasn't involved. I didn't have any children. And then when my son was born, he came home with a flyer from, like like Thomas said, from East Central and said, Daddy, I'm joining Boy Scouts. So, I you know, I showed up and got voluntold and, and I've just uh, <laughs> I've been in, I've been involved ever since. So you're a volunteer? I am a volunteer. That's correct. And when what is what is your full time vocation? Uh, I'm in uh, cybersecurity for a telecommunications uh, company. Wow, and an Eagle Scout. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Our one of our one of our few paid uh, positions is our scout executive. That's Matt Hart, and Matt uh, is originally from Rockmart. He grew up uh, in our council. Got his Eagle Scout. Went to Camp Sydney. Do. Uh, went off and became a professional scouter uh, here in Rome, moved down to South Georgia, became scout executive down there, and then recently moved back up here to Rome to uh, take over the Northwest Georgia Council. So we've got, you know, Matt is from the area. He's he's a professional scouter. He's an Eagle Scout. Um, and that's that's all. That's his background is scouting. He's done it all his, his entire life. Now, are, are you from Rome? 
Not originally, no. No, I'm from Marietta. My wife is from Rome. We got married, uh, decided to, to move up here. We like the, uh, the community uh, as opposed to living down uh, in the Atlanta area. And Cherie, are you from Rome? No, I'm actually from the south side of Atlanta, around Tyrone, Peachtree City area. And how did you end up here? Just, just your career brought you here? Yes, to work at Floyd Hospital many, many moons ago. <laughs> That's where I was born many, many moons ago. <laughs> um, last question here as we go around marketing, uh, Cherie, what have you guys done to market the spires through social media or advertising, or are you guys at word of mouth now? Um, you know, just how do you, how do you get the word out about, uh, the facility? We're doing all of that. So we do have a Facebook page, the spires at Berry college, and we'd love for anyone to follow us there and see um, photos of the community, tours, videos, um, some of the um, photos of activities and things that are going on and special events that are coming up. We're also doing advertising in the Rome News Tribune. We're doing some TV ads too. I hope someone has maybe caught one of those um, advertisements about the community on TV. And we are also doing a lot of boots on the ground. So especially for healthcare. We're in all the hospitals, doctors' offices, um, trying to be anywhere that seniors are in the community just to get the word out about us. Um, we're, we're just trying every avenue that we can think of. When you say TV advertising, are, are, are those like cable spots or are you broadcasting on TV stations in Chattanooga or Atlanta? Yes, cable spots, cable commercials. Gotcha. That So they could run across the gamut of whether you're watching Fox News or CNN, you might see, a, oh, that's great. Uh, exactly. or ESPN or lifetime or whatever your choice history channel. I don't know. Um, <laughs> They're also doing some advertising in the Atlanta area as well. We have residents, especially moving to independent living that are coming from all over. So um, we're trying to reach out as far as we can. Fantastic. Uh, Eric, I, you know, I guess the boy scouts has been a brand for a hundred years or more. Um, I think it probably has been right at a hundred years. Has it it's not? It's a hundred, 110. 110. Um, mm-hmm. So do you guys have to market yourselves? Do you, what do you do? Yeah, we do. Uh, most, most of our, our marketing is, is word of mouth uh, and direct access to the schools, uh, where the youth, uh, the elementary schools. Uh, that's how my son got involved. Uh, that's how Thomas got involved. Um, but we do also social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram. Um, so we do a combination of that. Uh, you know, and, and, and the most successful part of it is, is just word of mouth. Parents that are involved and enjoy the program whose kids are involved, uh, they talk to their friends and, and it just trickles down. And uh, let's do contact information, Cherie. Like you had touched on rates earlier. Uh, that's probably a lot of information based on what, what specific apartment is, is needed or care is needed. Is there a website where people can get more information or can they call you? Just what's, what's the best contact information to find out more? Yes, lots of ways. So they can visit our website at www.retireatberry.com or um, they're always welcome to call uh, me here at the community at 706-728-3674. Either one of those ways will get you directed to the right person. That could answer all your questions. All the Um, questions. Barry Barry is so fantastic. you know, I remember summer camp as a kid going out to Possum Trot, <laughs> the YMCA day camp. And, you know, it's just so beautiful and picturesque all the time. I, I, What an idyllic place 
for for the spires to be. It just uh, seems like a perfect fit. Absolutely. And such an honor for us to be partnered with Barry because people say all the time, gosh, if it's part of Barry, it's got to be good. So that really is an honor for us to be linked up with them. It's a fantastic college. And for those listening to our podcast across the World Wide Web, Barry College is the largest college campus in the world. Uh, I forget how many acres. I'm not going to embarrass myself again because I'm already mad that on my Eagle Scout men who walked on the moon trivia question, I can't remember the exact number, but that's what Google is for. So Google (laughs) Google it if you're interested, but a whole bunch of Eagle Scouts walked on the moon. Um, Eric, how can people get involved in scouting? Is there a window of time during the year where it's ideal to start or can kids just jump in when, whenever? We, Kids can join anytime during the year. Our programs are year round. We typically uh, recruit at the schools in the fall, just after after school starts. Our Cub Scout program kind of runs, uh, it kind of mirrors the school year. Uh, but you can join anytime. Um, our website nwgabsa.org. Uh, there's all the information, all the programs, contact information, uh, and give the office a call or send an email uh, to the council. They can directly uh, direct you to a local scouting program that's in your neighborhood or, or your town and the facebook page you have a specific facebook page for the northwest georgia council we do we do we, we have a facebook and instagram page <laughs> i don't have that in front of me uh but it is on our our, uh, our council website uh we've got oh, okay. pages for our camp that's up in the uh, emergency pocket area so you can see everything that's going on at the camp pictures of the of, of the camp and and uh and all our properties in the uh, in the seven county area. Yeah, that's the I'm I'm a little familiar with this, but um, if you start going on Facebook and look for Boy Scouts, it's obviously going to have you know hundreds and hundreds of pages. But at the higher level, at the management level, you guys are divided into councils, and this is the mm-hmm. Northwest Georgia Council, so that's how you would be branded somehow. Correct. Um, yeah. yeah. So any a search for Northwest Georgia Council. Behind. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, Thomas, any any final thoughts, contact information from you at the chamber if somebody wants to join in and connect and improve their business networking? Well, first of all, I want to thank you, our our members, um, to be a part of this this awesome podcast. And uh, Sheree, if I'd be, you know, in the uh, baby booner boomer bracket uh, generation, which I am not, I would you know, make reservations right now because um, I'm telling you, Roger, this place is amazing. This is the uh, Waldorf Astoria or the Savoy of uh, retirement homes. You know, uh, I, I had the privilege to, to tour this place. It's, it's really jaw-dropping. And, um, you know, people like to come to Rome and even, even to, the, to the Spires. They come from all the way from Texas, right, California. I mean, they come from all over the country, um, you know, to our wonderful community. And the same really applies, uh, you know, to Eric and uh, the Boy Scouts uh, organization. Uh, great place to be. If you want to uh, find us, you know, just Google us. You mentioned Google before. Google Rome Floyd Chamber or Chamber. Uh, you get, get right to us. And um, uh, our website is romega.com. You find us there also, you know, since uh, the Spires and the Boy Scouts are members. If you need, uh, any additional information about them or you couldn't write down the phone number, uh, just contact us. We, we have everything and we be happy to help you. Fantastic. Yeah. Google is your friend, especially when I'm spouting out trivia that I'm not sure about. So Google, Google is your friend. <laughs> Look it up. Uh, well, thank you all so much. This was fantastic. This was interesting and, and good luck to scouting and all the youth that you are serving. Thank you for that. And Cherie, you know, good luck with the spires as you continue to, um, 
fill it up with no vacancies. Uh, it sounds like an incredibly active, vibrant, fun community for um, seniors to be involved in. So thank you all both so much. Thank you for thank having you. us. Thank you, Roger. All righty. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening. This has been the Rome Floyd Chamber Small Business Spotlight. We are broadcasting from the Hardy Realty Studios, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. Talk to you next time.